no matter what you do, do it to the best of your ability. If you're serving water, be the best water server ever. If, <laughs> if you, no matter what, give the best service, yeah. your best foot forward, always. You have to be the best follower to be the best leader. You have to be. And that's the only way you can make it. Welcome to the What Next Podcast, hosted by Sean Reed, where we pay it forward through conversations. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey to discover what's next for you. Appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. Happy to be here. How is your mental health today? It's, it's good. It's good because uh, I'm... Um, Outdoors, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm outdoors yeah. playing tennis and these things, so it, it it helps. So is that what you usually do to try to balance yourself, exercise? Um, I would like to say I'm an athlete, okay. <laughs> even if I'm not good at it. <laughs> so typically, I'm a football guy. So, okay. you know, pre-COVID, every Saturday morning, mm-hmm. religiously, I'll be playing football. And if not Saturday, it'll be Sunday. But I'll be at UA campus and I'll be playing football religiously. Yeah. So, you know, COVID came around and, of course, this social distancing thing. And, you know, the only sport that really facilitated that was tennis. Ah, okay. Even though I was playing before still. But, you know, so it, it was right there. And it was good to, you know, continue to be outdoors. So that helps. That's interesting. So you definitely think that covid and people not being able to go outdoors probably affect a lot of people in terms of how they feel upset sad depressed down lonely most definitely i mean <laughs> if you because we're we're, we're calling you no know, we're social creatures mm-hmm. we are typically you know we like friends we like going out we like talking to i mean you know just you must imagine the, the spirit when you're mm-hmm. that family yeah. just going i mean what what one of the biggest thing of going to work was seeing the other persons you know the the your friend beside you, the friend yeah. in front of you, you know, so that created such a brilliant working environment. You just wanted to go to work. Yeah. Why do you want to go? Because you want to socialize. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're doing so, the paying the bills and all these of things. Course, but of course, the, But the people, the people factor, that was it. Yeah. And, and so if you're away from all of that, then, you know, you're missing certain elements. So it, it, it plays on your brain and your, your old mental status. So it, it does affect you. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's interesting. So I have been going to office less frequently now, mm-hmm. but definitely, you know, two or three times a week for the yeah. past year and a half, two years. And the office is empty. Yeah. And it's almost like, why am I going? Because if people aren't there, then what's the value? What's the value of going to work or going anywhere if I'm going to be alone? Yes. You know, yes. it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And it does make you feel lonely. Like, am I here? <laughs> But to tell you the truth, though, like, um, so being away from the office, at first you're excited. Like, <laughs> you of want course. this. Yeah. No, not going into work. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize, I'm not going into work. Yeah. Yeah. So first, you're, you're, you're happy that you're not going to work, then you're sad that you're not going into work. Yeah. It's kind of oxymoron. Yeah. Feel, you know? But you realize that, you know, you do want that interaction. You know, you're not seeing the person that you typically see and have that conversation. To have that face-to-face interaction, you're yeah. missing all of that element. Does play in you, really? One hundred percent. Yes. So, I know one day I was sitting down and somebody sent me a, a URL, a web link, mm-hmm. and I saw some DBJ awards or something for DBJ, right? Yeah. And I saw your picture there <laughs> for some climate company, right? So tell me about it. Ah, the Caribbean Climate Innovation Center. Okay. Uh, I've been working with them since, like, uh, well, it was a project. So the thing is, I was working with, um, for Huawei Technologies at the time. I was the regional director, mm-hmm. um, you know, managing like about 15 project managers. I'm rolling out digital play, managing teams in China, all over the world. Yeah. It was, was massive, but it was technical. Uh, at the time I saw, I remember seeing this advert for a project manager, um, at the Scientific Research Council. I was just applying. Because for me, so the thing is, let me just get some, go back to some backstories. <laughs> <laughs> I spent eight years at mm-hmm. and I tell myself never, ever again. Tell myself I will never spend two years in a company. Why is that? Why? Because change is absolutely necessary. The only constant in this life is change. So I, I remember when major changes was going to happen. I'll give you this book. 
yeah. sure you remember that yeah. book. <laughs> right? And I, from, I, I didn't even read the book because I know what it meant. You know, that some change is coming and it's going to affect you one way or the other. Yeah. Um, either you're going to make it redundant, the department's going to be redundant. So I learned from these things. Mark, it, it, wasn't, it didn't affect me personally. But you have to, have to learn from the environment. Yeah. And um, I saw that and I said to myself, you know, I can't afford to, you know, for me to be in a situation where if I'm to be redundant, how am I going to live? Yeah. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to, you know, you, you have a car loan, how are you going to pay a car loan and all of that? You know, you have your loans, you have your family, you have your responsibilities. And it's difficult for persons going through those situations. Yeah. Absolutely difficult. And I, you know, I use that as, you know, my lessons learned. You know, it was my personal lesson. But, you know, I think that's one of the best ways to learn. Learn from your environment. I said to myself, never again I'm going to spend two years in a company. Mm-hmm. And after leaving, um, you know, I got a contract, one-year contract at another company. Mm-hmm. And I didn't renew it <laughs> after one year. I decided to move elsewhere. And I signed a five-year contract with um, Huawei Technologies. Yeah. And it, it, it was good. It was good. It was brilliant. But then I saw this opportunity. And at first, I, you know, I wasn't liking it because I was like, all my project was most international. This one, to me, seemed local. But they were saying that, no, it wasn't, it wasn't um, local at the time. And I said to myself, no, I'm not going to take it. And there were sort of some moments of convincing. But then I realized I was reading something one day. It's a Chinese proverb. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that book, paper, pamphlet, whatever it is, yeah. appeared on my decks that day. And I was reading it and it said, if you're not willing to lose sight of the shore, how are you going to find new lands? Yeah. Like what? Nice. That resonated. Like what? What does it mean? <laughs> nice. And it was just in the nick of time of making a decision whether I stay there mm-hmm. or accept this, you know, um, this new position. And I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to do it. You know, and I just decided to, you know, to go over was a new project at the time. They were just starting up, you know, to manage, you know, projects in the region. And then, um, yeah, it, it, it ended in 2018. Mm-hmm. And after it ended, I mean, when I say ended, the financing ended. Okay. So World Bank was sponsored through what you call a technology, climate technology program. And there was, they were supporting five projects at the time. Prior to CCIC ended, about two of them already one of them probably failed, and the others were ending. All of them were wrapping up, but, you know, not such a good ending. Yeah. But ours came to an end as well. I'm like, no, if, if we stop this, we're going to leave a massive gap. Because we were financing entrepreneurs. We were providing mentorship. We were providing coaching. So what exactly is Caribbean Climate Innovation Center? Mm-hmm. So what, what exactly were people doing? For those projects so there were um there so the th- first thing they were finding innovative product um, um projects or uh, developing innovative products for example they were developing um water water solutions in, in for communities that never had water before um using technologies that was not in the caribbean so innovation really is so there's many dif- so my definition for innovation is you're improving on the process you're improve you're developing something very new or you're implementing something that there is a gap in the market so it doesn't exist in markets mm-hmm. it could be a process it could be a way you market something yeah. because there are products out there that are good but they're not marketing it marketing it properly yeah so you'll find that you know they're not used being innovative enough to get those products to the persons that need it yeah. and that is a part of it as well so those are what we we took you know some of those tools and techniques and lessons we have to impart on those entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in 14 of the 15 Caricom market countries. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, and the good part about it, we had financing from the Royal Bank. Mm-hmm. So we were able to provide grants up to 50,000, 20,000. And, um, you know, when that ended, we have the Development Bank of Jamaica. <laughs> you know, so that's what you, you yeah. saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Development Bank of Jamaica now financing millions of dollars okay. in supporting entrepreneurs in Jamaica. Over the last year, we have increased our support. So, like, in the last two years will be, like, $10 million in the last three years. Last year was 15. This year, we dispersed over $30 million to entrepreneurs. Nice. Nice. Now, on 30 million, I mean, like, to six entrepreneurs. 
And this is all for climate programs? These are innovation, innovative, innovative programs. Innovative, okay. So I'm happy you asked that question. So we're pretty much, we're a niche supporting climate technologies. Mm -hmm. But you see the market change, the market becomes, market is difficult. COVID is happening. Yeah. How do you stay afloat <laughs> yeah. as a company? If you look at the climate smart technologies, then you realize that market is so small. Even though we're still within supporting those type of technologies, mm -hmm. but what we expound on the innovation aspect of it. Okay. So once an entrepreneur have an innovative product within any sector, that we do support them. We provide those support okay. also. Technical support through our partnership to our partners and also financing through, of course, the Development Bank of Jamaica mm -hmm. and now the Caribbean Development Bank and, of course, the Inter-American Development Bank, one of our biggest sponsors. Okay. How does, how does somebody submit a project for to be sponsored? All right. We have uh, various programs. We have our climate launchpad um, program. Uh, that's, I would say well, that's one of our biggest programs. Why? Because you don't need to have a business to come to us, as a matter of fact. All you need is to have an idea. Okay. So if you show on your home, you, have, you know, where do we have an idea? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, okay, what do you, tell me about this idea. And of course, um, we kind of validate the idea to see if they go through a validation process yeah. to look at the, if the idea is going to be bankable, how are you going to make it sustainable? Um, you know, is there a real market for it? So we go to different um, assessments and mm -hmm. we help you with that. Oh, and this is all free. Okay. No, okay. there are absolutely no costs. Yeah. I have a doctors walk into my office, like, um, you, know, you know, I invented this um, device and they want to help them to get, they want us to help them to get it patented. Mm -hmm. And we have worked with our partners in the UK and the University of Texas, um, at U in the US and the UK. Um, specifically in the U.S., University of Texas, to help them, you know, help get the necessary patent they need in the states mm -hmm. to, you know, to start moving the development of their products and so forth and so on. So we've done a lot of that. So the the Climate Launchpad program is one of our flagship program. Uh, they, all they need is just to have an idea. Mm -hmm. They get to apply to that program. Then if they're accepted, then we they enter what we call a boot a boot camp. It's a business boot camp. Yeah. But the bootcamp helped them to structure the idea properly, help them how to pitch it, mm -hmm. and then they move in, they, they move forward to what you call a pre-accelerator program. Okay. And that's a six-week program just to train them, to help them to do their market research, help them to find, understand their, their customer base, help them to you know, develop the product itself, help to identify how climate smart it really is, you know, building the team, founder's dream, building a deal. What is your deal? You know, what are you selling? What is the cost um, for the item or product that you're trying to sell? So we help them to, you know, do all of that. And that is done through a six-week accelerator program. All of this is very competitive, but you get to compete first locally. And if you add, if you are in the top three, then you move into a regional competition okay. where you compete against other Caribbean um, and Latin American countries, okay. including okay. Canada. Um, so you have... Central and South America, and Canada part participate in this as well. Okay. Uh, you, you, so these are all the top players now mm -hmm. from these countries that you get to compete against, and if you you are in the top ten out of those um, those in that competition, then you move to the global grand finals. Okay. Wow. Uh, we have had a couple of entrepreneurs in the global grand finals, yeah. so you yeah. know we're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, man. My so when I think about you know, especially in Jamaica, mm -hmm. right? Um, climate, climate change, and factors that impact climate change, right? Mm -hmm. um, we seem to be doing a lot of wrong. Yes, we are. In Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it is um, we don't have sanitary conditions in many communities, mm -hmm. um, we don't have running water in many communities. Mm -hmm. we, 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 meaning you know, residential and commercial mm -hmm. dump waste into gullies. Yes, yes. That goes back out into the harbors, mm -hmm. right? Is there is there anything being done to market innovative climate projects in Jamaica so people can try to find ways to make things better? So you don't find that on a grand scale. Okay. And um, one of the things that we tried a few years ago, um, we try to work with major corporations and he said, okay, we understand your core business. We don't want to take you away from your core mm -hmm. business. 
So you focus on your core business and your bottom line, making mm-hmm. revenue and all of that. But let us come in and help you to find solutions to some of the challenges that you're, that you're having. And all you have to do, so if you say you're providing um, funding, say $20,000, $30,000, we guarantee we find three or four solutions mm. within a 12-month period. Right. Three solutions of which you can decide, you know, which one you would like us to further develop and implement. Right. And, you know, you don't have to provide any further support beyond that rather than ha- allowing us to, to help solve those challenges that you're experiencing internally while you focus on your core business. Mm-hmm. We will find the technical support. We will find additional funding um, from our, our partners and key stakeholders. But fundamentally, what we want to do is to help you to solve these challenges. And, uh, you know, outside of the corporations, it comes down to communities. We try to work with other community-based organizations and not-for-profit um, institutions to help to work with them for like you know beach cleanup but not just beach cleanup but how do you prevent it moving forward right because cleanup is just one thing you know they're going back to it's a band-aid, <laughs> it's it's a a band-aid. band-aid. Yeah. exactly so you don't want you want to look at long-term and sustainable solution yeah. so we try to um, incorporate all of these situations within our program because we have several programs you know i mentioned the climate launchpad we have um, idea generation session this is where we invite sector experts from all the different sectors to come and speak to some of the challenges. And then we give the entrepreneurs or, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs uh, uh, a mandate to, if you can develop one solution um, to any of these challenges that these sector experts are speaking about, then we will personally fund you. Wow. You know, we will personally finance you. We'll give you the technical assistance. We will give you, you know, all the necessary support that you need. But this is how we're trying to not just, you know, put a band-aid on what is happening, but find long-term solutions. But fundamentally, you know, when you speak about climate change, we're really speaking about, you know, trees, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That we're really cutting down and, you know, we're not replanting and that is essential. Is deforestation a big deal in Jamaica? It is. Yeah. A massive deal. It is. We might not think it is, mm-hmm. but it really is. I mean, if you're in the... In the plane, I look down, the island looks green. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks very lush. That's why it's lush. Yeah. It is lush. But, you know, if you find that you, if you keep chipping away at something, yeah. then it's gonna over time, it's going to not have that lush look that it really yeah. has now. And so you have to stop it. No. Now is the time. You, can't, you don't want to wait until... You don't wait until a car um, breaks down your roadside before you fix yeah. it or before you service it, yeah. right? You're going to try and have it serviced so that, you know... When you're driving, you feel you're confident. Yeah. So that's where that's where we want to be. We want to solve it now. You know what's interesting to me is that I I always wonder if good causes are marketed properly. When they when you're on the radio or you listen to the radio or you watch TV or mm-hmm. in the paper, you're guaranteed to see parties, drink. Sofa, couch, fridge, stove. Yeah. Right. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like yes. have to say that kind of stuff. Yes. But you don't see churches advertising. No. You don't see how to help children advertising, how to sponsor a kid for school no. advertising, how to give back to need advertising. No. The things that, let's face it, have real impact on society mm-hmm. aren't advertised. Yeah. And so I mean you probably can't answer this, but is would there be any merit in some of the funds that you know, you guys are getting from these eight eight agencies to mm-hmm. be spent on not not just the product itself, mm-hmm. but advertising to people mm-hmm. that you can come up with ideas one mm-hmm. and two advertise to people what they should not be doing. Um and, and you're right. These good causes are not necessarily being advertised, um, as you see the parties yeah. and the other events. Um and I think one of the reasons is that people, I think it's, we think innately that we just should be doing it. Mm. And there's probably no need to advertise mm-hmm. because this is something that we should be doing. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. But we, we can't live on those assumptions because if, we, if, if you look at those major international corporations, they still advertise. You have to. When you go on the social media platform, you're going to see the Uber. You, do they really need advertising? Yeah. That, that's <laughs> but they're still way, advertising. That's the same way I feel about KFC. <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> and I'm sure they can't stop. But they can, there is a merit in spending that extra there money is. to get your name out there. There is. There is. And I th- and I, for me, like, yes, the, the, 
oftentimes I think the product should sell itself, mm-hmm. but it's marketing. If I'm developing, I'm developing a product right now, and I'm telling myself if I, if I spend a thousand dollars to develop that product, I'm going to spend ten times that amount to market the product. Yeah, because you know that's where the true value is Correct. in marketing, and Correct. so these good causes should be marketed as well, yeah. and not left to the individual persons to think that you know I should do this. We should do this because it's a good cause. We 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 need reminders. You know, it's similar to, you know, every day we do, you know, this is why you tell your loved ones that you love them. You want to remind them. Yeah. It's the same thing in marketing. You want to remind the persons that, you know, that, look, these are good causes. Yeah. And you should not just think that you should be doing it, but remind them to also do it. Yeah. And I mean, when I, when I think about helping or giving back, you're literally competing for share of wallet. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So should I spend like right now you ask the average Jamaican, right, who isn't to the radio, mm-hmm. they know where to buy a bed because Kevin Alimart always advertising. <laughs> they know where to buy a fridge because yes. of course always advertising. Yes. If I ask them where can you um submit an idea to help the climate, they probably mm-hmm. have no idea. They, that's what I realize. Right? And you're 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 competing for a share of thought, share of mind. Yes. Right. Yes. Similarly, if you want to implement a program to you know, sponsor a child for school or sponsor feeding needy. You're competing with somebody spending two thousand dollars on two meal deals at KFC mm-hmm. versus they don't give a thousand to, you know, this charity or this home. And so I know it's not simple. I no. don't think it is simple. Right, right. But I definitely see a, a void mm-hmm. when it comes to good causes spending the time to ensure that their cause is known. And indeed. Um and you know, to be to be to be honest, if I'm to really think about it, sometimes it's marketing budget. They're not usually cheap either. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. They're not usually cheap. Correct. To get into a prime slot right. on any one of these TV right. stations, it's going to run you, you know, crazy money. Mm-hmm. I, and so I think oftentimes the, our institution like ours, when you look at the, you know, do you spend money on marketing or do you spend money on the program itself? And the program itself. And then you you you're left with you know trying to weigh the balance and then yeah. <laughs> and and so I think that's one of the limiting factors yeah. that companies like ours face. Yeah. Because we serve you know all of Jamaica, all of the Caribbean. Yeah. And we want persons to know that you can you can come to us with just an idea and we'll help you to develop your business. This is literally, and I'm not the most avid newspaper reader, right. fair, mm-hmm. but it's the very first time I'm hearing this. I've never heard on the radio before. Yes. I've never heard it on TV before. Yeah. And that is unfortunate. Yes. That's yes, unfortunate. Yes. For such a such an important For cause. So, yes. Yes. I, I know a couple of times we've been on the radio, but you see the challenge with radio, it has its limitations, just like every other media that has its, um, their limitations. The limitation with the, with the radio is that sometimes they are aired at a particular time. That too. And then you know, if, you're, if you're not listening at that particular time, then, you know, you're pretty much... That's been, it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I definitely think that, you know, you guys could use social media a whole lot more. Yes. That is, not in definitely. quotes, free, right? Because <laughs> you have to pay yes. someone to do the graphics, etc. But mm-hmm. use social media, use these other means that, you know, if a, if a nine-year-old can sit in their bedroom and get a product out there, yes. you know, this is such an important cause. It, it is. But I, I must say, though, that the Development Bank of Jamaica, DBJ, mm-hmm. they have, I must credit them because they have, they have really been trying to get the, us, us mm-hmm. what you call the business service intermediaries. So we are, we are their partners mm-hmm. who finance and support entrepreneurs, but through the funding that they provide. So they have been doing some amount of marketing on our behalf. Okay. You know, so... I, you must credit them for the work yeah. that they are doing there. But more, of course, definitely <laughs> needs to be done. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when I met you, you're doing IT. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. I know you're managing projects to help heal the Caribbean. Right. <laughs> what was that transition like in terms of moving from IT to project management, technology projects to know, you know, climate projects, helping the world projects? Was it easy? Was it a... Was it always a love to help the Caribbean or did it just happen over time? You know, I, I would like to say it, it happened over time. Um, there are points in time where I think, like, I kind of do an assessment and see where I want to be next. 
um, I was at, when I was in high school, adrenaline, mm-hmm. right? Um, I played school challenge quiz and I lost my very first match. <laughs> yeah, I cried. Yeah, yeah, cried. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Didn't even want my CXCs. Yeah. That's all I wanted. <laughs> school challenge quiz. School challenge quiz. And that was my drive. And because of that, I decided that I'm going to go to Glenmuir High. Mm-hmm. Did I have the grades to go to Glenmuir High? It's, it's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, a matter of fact, when I went to Glenmuir, when I applied at Glenmuir, I was refused. Okay. Because I never had the grades. But I persisted and decided that this is where I want to be. Because I want to play school challenge quiz. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you see, it's all about the passion and the drive. And what is that, what is that you want? And, you know, don't take no for an answer. Don't take no, never take no for an answer. Yeah. And my mantra in life is that the only limitations you have are the ones that you impose on yourself and ourselves. I have no limitation. And so when I went there and they told me that, look, I'm sorry, you don't necessarily have the grades, but, um, you know, train at the school. And I said, no, I'm not leaving. Um, you know, I want to, I want a review of my application or appeal or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the courts. Uh, yeah. Need an appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Told me to come back the next day. Um, yeah, of course, my mother's a praying mother. You know, she always praying for me. She's praying for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, uh, that morning, when I was walking down the hill. Typically, I have to walk like what two miles to get to the first bus stop. Mm-hmm. When I was walking down the hill, you know, I just hear like a voice in my head and said, "Don't worry, you got through." <laughs> At that time, I start to skip. <laughs> <laughs> I started skipping, man, skipping down the hill. And I went there, you know, they, had two, they have two files. One that for those who never got through mm-hmm. and the other that you have to, you know, you, you get through. So yeah. there are about two persons, three persons in front of me, two, two boy and a girl. And when they went through, they looked through the file that didn't get through first. Mm-hmm. And um, they found their names there. And including the girl, I'm like, wow. No, I'm not gonna. Please tell me I'm not gonna find my name here today. You know, <laughs> I, I went in, I looked in that file, and couldn't find my name. And I start searching again. And they said, "Why are you searching again? You want to see your name there?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No, hell no." <laughs> I, I just like was jump joy and everything. What I'm saying is, you know, like it's the drive and the passion yeah. for what is that you want to do. And I went to Glenmore and I won school challenge quiz. And, nice, nice. You know. I wasn't even thinking about university, but after that, I realized the next step was university. Right. Um, I applied my first year of university and I didn't get through. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what I didn't have the English. Yeah. I had to go do the English, and I went to university and did university, and I realized hey, while in university, I was doing geography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was the only subject I have that really could. I applied to Trinidad. Yeah. To do engineering. Yeah. Even though I never had the grades. <laughs> <laughs> and at UA, and you know, I went to and I spoke with Dr. Taylor one morning. And I said, Doc, um, you know, I want to do engineering. He's saying, Why go to Trinidad? Do it here. And I was doing geography, and I was like, What am I going to do with geography? I'm going to teach. I, I, I want to make money. You know, yeah. I think the engineering field would have allowed you to right. give you more possibilities. And I said, You know what? Okay, after I finish this geography, I spent one year doing geography, then I switched over to. Um, engin- uh, electronics. I did a double major, electronics and computer science. At the time, Prof. Taylor said to me, like, you don't need to do Trinidad. But I want to go to Trinidad. Anyways, I got the letter that I wasn't accepted in Trinidad. Then my friend called and I said that my name was being called in class in Trinidad. I'm like, what? I was like, I did get through there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was like I did my double major. Yeah. And right after that, I went to you know, working with Digicel. Mm-hmm. I finished my exam this week and the following week I was working for Digicel. Okay, cool. I mean, so it's all about the drive and the next step. Transitioning. Um, so doing infotech and programming and all those things was a stepping stone for me because mm-hmm. I realized where I, want to, where I want to be and where I want to go, I have to use that. Mm-hmm. And so my first year, I wanted to be a project manager. And um, they were doing, at the time, persons were saying, look, you know, there's dime a dozen project manager out there. I'm like, so what? You know, that's nothing to do with me. They're not me. 
that's attitude. That's the right attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And say so like you try to apply. I mean, there are too many project managers already in the field. And I'm said, okay, um, but that's nothing to do with me again. And so when I had the opportunity, I spent. There are times that I was throwing out applications, but I would never accept any because I wasn't willing to accept any increment on my salary as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that if you, got, if you got, want me to leave, you have to pay me for you know, everything else. And so when I left, I left as a senior project manager. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never a project manager. Right. But when I left, I was a senior project manager. And I moved from a senior project manager to a regional director in project management. So if you really, it's, a, it's, it's all about your drive and your passion. Because when I was at uh, the CCIC, as I said, it was a project, and then it ended after a while. But these things, they, they realized there's no part of the journey that was easy. Because when the project ended in 2018, there was zero funds, no funds. I spent two years without a month uh, without a monthly salary mm. as a CEO, <laughs> <laughs> the CEO of Caribbean Climate Innovation Center, but. Was I getting a monthly salary? Hell no. So you had a title. I had a title. <laughs> but guess what? It's the impact. Yeah. So we're in, I was not getting a monthly salary, but I was managing millions in, in millions of dollars in, in grant funding right. and support. Mark you, when the, when the projects come, um, you know, intermittently, it, it, it helps to, you know, take you over. Right. Um, so, but in terms of a monthly basis, you know, never existed. Right. But I realized if, if I left, then or not allow CCIC to continue, there's been a massive gap in the market. Yeah. Who would be really supporting these entrepreneurs that really needs the help? Yeah. You know, who would be bridging the gap and de-risking the entrepreneurs? Because in order for them to tap into greater funding or bigger funding from the more established institutions, they have to be at a stage where they're, you know, they're what you call de-risk. So they don't have that risk associated with them. Yeah. So when these financial institutions, when they visit these financial institutions, they are more attractive. And so they, are, they have their business plans. They have their financial, they have their statements. You know, um, they're now making revenue. They either develop a prototype, but they are some, at some advanced level now. Yeah. And if we're not there to provide this service, then we would. And all these services are provided for free to the entrepreneurs. Right. Now they're financed by... Uh, the you know all the major agencies agencies the, the IDB the Royal Bank the Development Bank of Jamaica the Caribbean Development Bank they are our partners and so we get all these massive financing we signed almost two million US dollars in 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 projects in the last year alone mm-hmm. you know so if you just imagine just imagine if I decided that I'm going to spend two years yeah without a monthly salary yeah. would I be signing a two million US dollar contract at this stage. Yeah. And so the sacri- you have to make the sacrifice. You really have to make the sacrifice. You have to have the tenacity and the grit to really move forward. Because if you don't do that, then if you see the barriers alone, you'll never get... <laughs> I know what I think is so important is a lot of people... So it's twofold. Mm-hmm. Persons looking on, right, from the outside don't see the steps to get to where somebody is. They may say, oh, he's the CEO of a CCIC. <laughs> Life is great. Life is great. Yeah. They don't know all the steps of the journey. No. Right? You could have chosen not to go to Glenmore because you didn't get in. Right. And your entire path would have been probably totally different in life. Right? Um, and then secondly, sometimes when people who are advancing in life, mm-hmm. they don't take the time to let people know what it takes to get there. To get there. It isn't all shiny. It no. isn't all great. No. It is actual hard work. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. You may see me in a nice suit in the morning, but you never saw me working till four o'clock that same morning. Mm-hmm. Right? And not sleeping. Yes. Right. And, you know, when you got that no at Glenmuir, or even more, when you failed the school challenge quiz the first time, mm-hmm. that failure... I'm a firm believer when somebody fails or somebody hears no, it builds, I mean, if you want to, it can build you up to go forward yes. because you realize that failing and hearing no, it doesn't hurt you. No. It doesn't kill you. No. It doesn't stop life. It's, yes. it's just a word mm-hmm. or a statement and yes. you can keep on moving. 
and at every step of your journey, you know, there has been situations where you could have said, oh, I'll just stop right here. Yes. Or I can't bother. Or yes. I won't try. Mm-hmm. But you chose not to. No. <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> if, you know, if you go your back, 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 back story, <laughs> never even pass, come on entrance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. <laughs> and then, when I passed my entrance, then there was special entrance. Okay. So okay. some school had special entrance. Mm-hmm. That you go and sit the exam to try mm-hmm. and get into those schools. Pass none of those. <laughs> But you kept on going, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, you're hot, mate. I sweat my youth. Don't no, no worry. It's, it's it's just me in this situation. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Okay. It's just me in this situation. But you know what's interesting? And there are some things that you hear in life or mm-hmm. you're told in life yeah. that you know resonate and you always remember. Mm-hmm. There's something I was told years ago that I will always remember. I don't recall what my father asked me. Mm-hmm. He asked me something and I said, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And he stopped me and said, remove that word from your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. He says, remove I can't from your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Something I always remember. And that's exactly what you're saying right now is mm-hmm. there is no limit. No. If you want to do something, mm-hmm. once you have the, the dream, the goal, yes. the drive, mm-hmm. the passion, mm-hmm. you can achieve it. Yes, man. It's, not, probably not going to be easy no, or simple. Never is. But <laughs> but you just try. Yeah. And it's funny. So my my wife does something that I personally would never do, mm-hmm. right? But it's always amazing to see her do it. Yeah. She will go to a restaurant and the menu, the entire menu, back to front, would not have something on there. Like it won't have planting. Right. And she would say, um, you guys ask the chef if I have any planting on there, please. <laughs> And I'm like, why, why would why you do ask? that? It's a, you, mean, you have the menu, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> but, but to your point, yeah. if you don't ask, you don't know. You don't know. And it's one of the most amazing things. that she does it with everything. Wow. With yeah. everything. And yeah. I think that it's, it's a very good lesson yeah. that yes. if you ask, you can either hear yes or yes. you can hear no. It's that simple. That simple. It's a funny story. When um, Delano and I were at LOJ, mm-hmm. LOJ had a very simple process. Right. You start as a junior programmer. In two years' time, you become a programmer. And in two years' time, you become a senior programmer. Right. Pretty simple. <laughs> right. After, so Dylan and I started the exact same day. We right. interviewed the exact same time. Right. So after he, when we started, he was responsible for Unix systems. Mm-hmm. I was for Windows systems. Right. After one year of working there, we're fresh out of school. Mm-hmm. We have a job. <laughs> Life is good. Mm-hmm. After one year, so you should have a, a weekly meeting with your boss. Mm-hmm. Um, and after one year, if the meeting was at 9 o'clock, at 8.30, Lana comes to my desk and says, Sean, here what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to ask for a raise. <laughs> and I said, what? Why, why would you? Yeah. Why? At, why? The, at this stage, yeah? We have one more year to go. Like, right. We have a job. Like At that time, if mm-hmm. you remember, so many people left school and didn't have jobs right and we had a job we started right. september and we graduated the may or june the may or june so we had a job within a couple of months right one year gone everything good <laughs> the union negotiate periods mm-hmm. so life was good yeah yeah and i remember i said delano i'm not about this life i'm not about this life i'm not comfortable with this mm-hmm. her boss came to work she said okay guys time for the meeting we sat in her office and i said I said, Audrey, just letting you know that mm-hmm. whatever Delana says, I'm not a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what are you guys talking about? Right. You're, you're young people, you're so silly. Yeah. So we presented our whatever weekly reports. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting up. And Delana was like, no, Sean, sit down. I'm going to ask her right now. Right. I was like, dude, I'm not about this life. Right. And he asked. He was like, Audrey, you know, we've been here for a year. Mm-hmm. We're working really hard. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I believe that Sean and I need to get a promotion and a pay raise. Wow. And I said, Audrey, I'm not about this life. I'm good. <laughs> right, I am right. good. And she sat down and she was like, you know, I agree. You guys are working hard. They're doing a good job. Right. 
And Delana said to me after that one of two things could happen. Mm-hmm. She could either say yes mm-hmm. and we get it. True. Or she says no, mm-hmm. I will go back to her seat and continue the <laughs> exact <laughs> same thing. Right. And he was right. I mean, even if we did not get it, right. he was right. totally right. Totally if she said right. no, nothing would have changed. Nothing. Nothing would have changed. And right. sometimes we work up we work ourselves up so much mm-hmm. for a simple answer that mm-hmm. literally is not that big of a deal. True. And the reality is, is that if you ask, mm-hmm. there's a 50% chance of hearing yes or no. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask, there's mm-hmm. 100% chance of nothing changing. Nothing. And so when you, <clears throat> you know, when you tell your story about what you've gone through and just keep on pushing and keep on dreaming, mm-hmm. it's really important. Yeah, and I think it's really important. Everybody understands that. I know it doesn't hurt. No. I know. I know. Literally, yeah. doesn't hurt. Doesn't. It doesn't no. hurt. I, I, I like your your wife's situation where she's not nothing in front of her defines her decision Correct. or what she does. Correct. Correct. If nothing. She, if she wants it, she's going to ask for it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because we we tend to accept what is in front of us. Yeah. I I, I tell you, like right now, I'm in a process of. By the way, uh, it's on my goal. There's never been a company. That was a project that's been sustainable. Mm. CCIC is the only company in the Caribbean that started from a project mm-hmm. and is sustainable to date. Wow. Wow. To date. And as a team, so, you know, I want to highlight the importance of team as well. Because the team and I, we sat and we wrote projects to get the get financing. And then nevertheless, and for me, it's about, you have to think ahead and plan ahead, you know. And I, and I always say to my team, like, guys, um, if it's now we're in what August, typically I would say this earlier, like May June, to say, um, you know, as of end of December, we're not going to have any financing, so start looking at job or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be frank, yeah, you know, unless we're going to, you know, come together and ensure that we have a necessary funding. Nice, and it always works out, always. And every time we get funding, it's always. Three year funded, two years funded. So it's either half a mil or two hour or a mil or, you know, in USD. I'm like, okay, guys, you know, so when you put your heads together, you realize that and you plan. It will work out. It doesn't work out all the time, but when it does, it really does. Um, I'm in the process of, so when I did that, <clears throat> I said, okay, CCS is now established, mm-hmm. sustainable, somewhat. You know, we're getting financing and Right now, our projects, instead of us going to the donors, all of our projects right now is the donors that take them to us. Wow, that's good. Yeah, so it's IDB that is saying, um, here is a project, um, CCIC, you want to establish this now in, in, in Jamaica, in the Caribbean. It's DBJ that is saying, here is CCIC. It is the Caribbean Development Bank is coming to us. And that's because of a reputation that we have built over the years, you know. So, yeah, and that's one of the things that we have going for us. And I said, I, want, I, tell, I, tell, I tell myself I'm not going to spend two years in a company. <laughs> so, <it's> 2016. <laughs> I, I try walking away a couple of times. I'm like, okay, I need to hand over CCIC now to, you know, it's now sustainable. It's no longer a project. Yeah. It's an institution. You know, I need to find, a, you know, handover process. I need to exit now. And I said, okay, I'm in the process of starting a new company. And um, idea, my, my dream I've always said to myself, tell me one app, one, div- one product that have come out of a, a developing country. That is not US, not Europe, China, or big one of those big Asian countries. Mm. You can't think of an solu- a app or a solution right now. Yeah. Any of those technical, technological yeah. um, you know, apps or websites or anything like that. And I, my dream has always been to develop an app that goes global always been my dream and I said and I've, I've, I've always um, thought about using the brilliant minds at the University of West Indies and the University of Technologies because there's so many brilliant minds and the rest of the universities here at CMU UC, um, yep. UCC all of them there's so yep. many brilliant minds right here in in Jamaica right and I tried working developing this product about five for the last five years it failed six times. <laughs> six times. Yeah. 
And this time I said to myself, you know what? It's not going to fail. Mm-hmm. And I'm plunging. And that's moving, you know. Plunging forward. Nice. Don't have the financing. Start swiping credit card left, right, and center. <laughs> <laughs> All my credit cards are max. But you have a dream. I have a dream. Yeah. I care. On my credit card are max. I call my sister and I borrow her credit card. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't pay her back in time for my nephew credit card. But guess what? This has to be successful. Must bone and compound. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I call my friend. I call... I'll tell every, almost everyone, like, yeah. look, I'm starting this company. I'm looking at some early investors, you know, come on board, you know. Yeah. I don't get any financing today, but. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you think I'm serious? But I think that it's, it's, there's something said a while ago that I don't think that, I think more people need to hear. And it's something that I have seen over and over again at every company I've worked at, where there's something that we do that. I think it's very unfortunate. So every company I've worked at, I have seen the companies lean more towards getting an international consultant to do something versus local persons. I think it's very unfortunate. And oh, they're very clear. If somebody genuinely doesn't have a love for or want to do something i'm okay with that yes but i find that too many people get stuck and they don't realize that they're stuck mm-hmm. so one thing i remember learning when i was doing cxc was my my teacher said that if you don't practice math it will leave you mm-hmm. math is very unforgiving mm-hmm. and it's true true and the same is with so many other fields. So we have many colleagues, right, mm-hmm. who left UA, left UTEC, and they're working for a company in Jamaica, a big bank or wherever not. Mm-hmm. That big bank has a core banking system or a payroll system or some kind of a billing system. Mm-hmm. And they spend 10, 15, 20 years working on that system and that system only and again if that's what you want to do there's nothing wrong with that right right but what happens is is that some people who do want to grow more Mm -hmm. start to doubt themselves because they realize that they have not learned or done anything outside this core banking system so even though you, you may be indispensable to the bank right you have made yourself you know for lack of a better word, unimportant mm-hmm. in the competitive world mm-hmm. because you have not gone and learned other technologies. Indeed. And I think that the biggest lie that we tell ourselves is that the talent doesn't exist here. The talent exists here. The talent is very great here. What we need to do is have to challenge that talent mm-hmm. to do more. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting a consultant to build a new app mm-hmm. while you keep the junior program work on the core system, mm-hmm. ask that junior program to build a new app. Mm-hmm. Let them learn new technology. Let them stretch their legs and learn something new. Mm-hmm. But way too often, we keep the local talent on the mundane activities. Mm-hmm. And we hire consultants to come in, build a nice, fresh, shiny app, and then we say that local people could have never done it, which is not true. Not true. Sean, I tell you, I was working with this um, guy who was in first year at the time. Ricardo Gaynor, brilliant. I think the guy's a genius. He came in and we were, you know, he was an intern with us at the time at CCIC. And we told him we want a CRM to be built. And he built the CRM. First year at mm-hmm. UTEC, he built a CRM. We, at the time, the market was shifting. And we were saying, okay, let's shift away from the CRM. Let's mm-hmm. been a learning management system. And we start detailing the learning management system. And he built a learning management system. A learning management system that was used by the World Bank. Nice, 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 <laughs> nice. By the World Bank in a few countries across the world. And he was in for a second year at this time. Yeah. Right? Mark is not a graduate, not a final year student right. looking to go into the working world. Very early. Right? And then, you know, we <clears throat> were working on a few other things. And, you know... 
actually the first time I started this app. But sometimes we are driven. I think sometimes necessity get the better of us as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we have so much. We are Jamaicans. We are creative. Very creative. And we are, we are brilliant minds. But sometimes, you know, we limit ourselves to the necessities of life and not willing to take the risk yeah. or push the boundaries. It's taking that risk. Yeah, it's just taking that risk. And I tell you, like, I think all I've been taking is risk since. <laughs> <laughs> since <what I> <laughs> That's all I've been taking. Yeah. And, and trust me, uh, a few years ago, I told myself that I'm retired. <laughs> all right okay all right see you're retired yeah my friends uh, my friends laugh at me uh, see you laugh <laughs> my friends laugh at me. they laugh at me I'm like retired so what are you doing here i'm saying what do you want me to do? stay home and be bored mm. no I, I want to be here right yeah for me that's retirement i'm happy i want to be in this space i mean at the time i feel like i don't need to go in um, i never had to go in right mark you i never had a house to my name. <laughs> never had nothing. Never had yeah. millions in the bank. Yeah. Never had nothing. But I feel like I was retired. I was I was retired. Yeah. My kids still have to go to school and all these things still. But what is retirement really? <laughs> because oftentimes people are retired. They're going to end up finding something to do because they miss what they've been doing. Correct. Correct. And if you're enjoying what you're doing, you know, it's all about your state of mind. I think I was living my best life. And, and that's, that's pretty interesting. So there is a, a couple I watch on YouTube, right? And they have been traveling for six years straight. And clearly they've built a business out of it where they're, you know, travel vlogging for companies. But the point of the matter is, is that you have to create your reality yes so yes there's a reality given to us mm -hmm. that you go to school you get a job mm -hmm. you work for 40 years mm -hmm. you retire mm -hmm. and you die after 30 20 <laughs> years after that right <laughs> exactly that's that's the the, the picture that's been painted for most of us yes right yes. but there's so many people out there who have made their own path Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you, in quotes, retiring, that's your decision. That's your decision to, to yeah. say, look, I'm to step back from certain things right now yes. and see what I can do next. And too many of us, out of fear, out mm -hmm. of obligation, mm -hmm. we, we may want to do that. We may want to take a two-year break mm -hmm. to see what, to see how we can shift things, but we're afraid to. Mm -hmm. You know, what stops somebody who has a heavy mortgage, etc., mm -hmm. from either selling their house mm -hmm. or renting on the house and downsizing mm -hmm. so that they can take a year or two off to think yeah. about what's next in their life. Yes. Nothing. Mm -mm. But there, there are certain things that we say, but if I, if I rent out the house and live in an apartment, what people going to think? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and who cares what people think if you're <laughs> literally going after your passion? Yeah. What other people think is, is not important. <laughs> Look, uh, I realized that in life. I learned something very early. Um, again, all through people's experience and I said to myself if you're to, if you're to go like broke right now and reach out to somebody same people who I say you know you have to do this and to do that you know you have no almost no one to reach out to and you know I, I was in a studio apartment all the time at the time. Mm -hmm. and when my even my salary tripled or tripled or quadrupled or whatever it is I was still living in that apartment I tell myself I'm not going to leave until I'm moving into my own space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tell myself, Mark, you, I still, we're human, so we still make the same mistake. I was saving up to buy one of those high end cars, cash. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a part of the journey. It's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Until, by chance, you know, I was helping someone to, you know, to house, shop around, you know, buy an apartment. And, I tell him, like, Christopher Crooks makes a big difference in my life. Mm -hmm. I was telling him what I was doing. Use a lot of expletives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he gave me a proper lesson then. And, um, and the rest has been history since that lesson. The rest has been, and I say history, I mean history. Yeah. 
you know so then you have those persons that really make you know real some real impact in your life you know along your journey yeah um you know so you live and you learn because you do you're going to make mistakes yeah yeah you're really going to make mistakes but you have to learn from those mistakes and learn from the mistakes around you yeah but if you don't learn is where the problem comes in if you don't learn and I do believe that there there are some there's some advice that you will get mm -hmm. that you may not listen to because you have to go through the journey on your the, own. On your own, yes. However, there's also sometimes where somebody is really trying to help you, and you are. Like to me, there's a difference between you having to go through a journey, and you living in your ignorance. Yes, and yeah. you're choosing. You're 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 choosing to mm -hmm. ignore the person because of pride ego mm -hmm. or something yes. versus just not take it on board because you don't really understand what they're saying yeah. they make a mistake yeah some people literally that example that i will give is when i was working at loj i went to fix a computer at a satellite office right. at the time they had the schematics for caribbean estates at the time, just like what he said, I was trying to buy a car, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was ignorant. Right. At the time, carbon estates cost $3.5 million. Nothing today. Right? Go to this money. $3.5 Right. And at the time, I think NHT was like three. Wow. Right? Um, so the lady said, you young people, you should, you should buy this. You just start working. <laughs> like, this is it. Like, this is, this is for <laughs> the young people. Right. And, I, and I said to her, is that car outside that the white swift that yeah. is 15 years old i've changed that in three months time i'm going to take a loan and buy a car i was very proud very of course i'm buying a car yes and she was like no i don't think you understand <laughs> she was like no 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 no. you need to buy this right, right? 3.5 million yes and pride or ego wasn't stopping me from doing it i just did not know yeah. I literally did not even understand the concept wow. that I'm pretty sure that my monthly payments for the car <laughs> was probably more than the monthly payments <laughs> for, the, for the house. For the house. Because yeah. I did not know right. that a car payment is five years. Wow. The house is 30 years. 30 like years. I was too ignorant to even understand that concept. True. True. And so I'm not saying that every time somebody gives advice, you yeah. have to listen or... Yeah. It's, it's, you're not listening because you don't want to. Sometimes you genuinely don't know better. Yeah. But yeah. for the times that you're choosing not to listen yeah. because of pride or ego, that's when, that's when it is sad because here's somebody who's taking the time mm -hmm. to tell you something. The time to tell you. Exactly. Right? They don't have to. No. People can, there are people who watch yeah. people fall all the time. Yeah. So if somebody takes the time to say, hey, young person, let me tell you something. Yeah. This is what you should do. And you puff your chest and you're like, no, nah, I'm not doing it because not I'm doing. better. Mm -hmm. Or who are you? Or yes, how can you tell yes. me that? Mm -hmm. That's when it's unfortunate because you don't realize the value yes. in somebody trying to help you. True. No, 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 it's true. And, you know, you say that because <clears throat> I remember at the time of speaking to Chris Crooks, you know, about what I want. And I tell you, he was using a lot of expletives. And he said, leave my office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he told me to leave his office. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's what, what I'm if that's what I'm going to do, I should leave his office. Yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, you know, all right. Let me away, I say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me away, I say. Yeah, it, I mean, so I he had to go to that extent yeah. to really get to me. To get to you, yeah. Maybe he was anybody else. He was like, okay, all right, right. right. No, but he saw the mistake that I was going to make. Yeah. But he was, and he would, he was not going to allow me to make that mistake. And I think it's really important in life that we do the same that we pay for yes. other people because mm -hmm. people don't know whether it's mm. older or younger yeah. there are things that we have experienced that they sure. may not have experienced and it's right. important for us to help them yes all right so what advice would you give your younger self or just younger people in general um my, my younger self was just driving <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the younger people, what advice I would give, like, follow your dream. I mean, don't take no for an answer. Never take no for an answer. You know what you want. You know, embrace your passion. And for me, I just think that we're too afraid. We're, we're too afraid. I mean, 
you don't have to take big risk. You can't take calculated risk. Yeah. But you have to take some risk. Me, when you're walking for the learning to walk, it's a risk that you're going to fall down. You never know if you're going to make the next step. You know, everything we do in life is a risk. You drive out, you know, you know, don't know if you're going to come back. You're gonna, yeah, it's his life. So in the same breath, in the same length, you know, you have to take, uh, you know, when I look at it, you know, the persons that really, you have to push the boundaries, push the limit. Don't be, don't trap yourself in what is defined for you. You know, go to school, get a good education, you know, get a good job. You know, that is important because that can be a stepping stone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I want to say it, but I don't want to say it. But I hate school. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. No, I understand. I understand. I, but I do it because it's, 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 it's essential. Yeah. As much as I hate it. Yeah. You know, a lot of persons don't know. I've, I've been doing my PhD for the last... Really? Yes. Okay. In what? Um, in, innovation, te innovation, innovation technologies in the Caribbean okay. and virus to injury. Wow. Of okay. innovative technologies. And I, I tell myself, like, I'm going to put that on pause so I can, you know, I just put it on pause. So I said, I hate it. I hate school. Mm -hmm. I, I do it because it, it's essential. Right? I would say I understand what you're saying. And it's something that you realize later on. School is a tool. It's a tool. And I think way too many of us. You know, we, we make, we are told and we mm -hmm. believe that school is essential. Yeah. It's a tool. It's a you tool. have to know how to use it. How to use Similar it. Similar to what you said earlier about, you know, your first job in IT. That is, you said it was a stepping stone. Yes. And you have, in my mind, you have to look at everything as a tool, yes. as an opportunity, as yes. a stepping stone, as a conduit. As a, yes. What do you want to achieve? Mm -hmm. And what are the tools you're going to use to get there? To get okay. There. To get that, I can take this route mm -hmm. or maybe the school route or maybe this route. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you try different routes to get to where you want to go. Yes. Yes. Because um, when, I, when I look at life and look at certain things, when I realize that there are certain... I never know people could make a million a, a million a month. Like for, That was unfath unfathomable. Yeah. Yeah. But when you see, you just start dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You start dream. Right. right. Like certain things you just kind of think of. Like, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> then you start dream, make it, and then you try to make it your reality. There's a, somebody sent me a video that there is this um, young lady who I guess is a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And she made a statement that if you're not making $500,000 a month, um, you're not doing anything. Right. Something, I'm probably misquoting, but right. something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And apparently she was getting a lot of flack because people are like, her head is in the clothes, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And I think that, yes, unfortunately in Jamaica, uh, most people make under that. Yes. That's a reality. That's a reality. And that's an unfortunate reality. Yes. It's a reality. Yes. But going back to what you said earlier about, you know, dreaming. You know, what I say, going back to what you said about dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. If you would dream that you can make $4 million a month yes. and you realize that there are people out there, there doing it, yes. it changes your perspective. It does. And you also remove that barrier it does. that it is only some people can do that. Right. No, you can probably do that too mm -hmm. if you take these steps and make these decisions. Correct. But when we, when she makes a comment like that, I don't know who she is, right. but she makes a comment like that and your immediate reaction is that she's silly or she's stupid. No. You are, you may think you're hurting her, mm -hmm. but you're actually hurting yourself because you're immediately doubting, doubting that you can do that. That is even remotely possible for yeah. you to do that. Yeah. If persons are making $10 million a month, it seems yeah. to me. You can do it too. And it's, it's not drugs. No. They, they weren't born with a ghost pool. Exactly. Boat. They just found a way to work the system. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so the opportunity, I believe, is out there for so many people. So many people. We but just need to appreciate that it is possible. Yes. I, I, you know what? One thing, one advice I would give to, you know, the young generation. No matter what you do, do it to the best of your ability if you're serving water be the best water server ever yeah yeah if <laughs> if you don't matter what give the 
best service, yeah. your best foot forward, always. You have to be the best follower to be the best leader. You have to be. And that's the only way you can make it. People don't often realize how many opportunities are given to people who weren't trying for the opportunity. Who weren't trying. And what that means is that you have to be on your best behavior mm-hmm. or you have to put your best foot forward all the time right. because you do not know who is watching, who is no. recognizing. And you putting your best foot forward is not for other people. It's, it's for yourself. It's for yourself. For your, for your brand. Yes. But the, the, the knock-on effect is that when your brand shines, yes. people are seeing. Yes. When your brand is dirty, people also see. People are seeing. So I don't want people to believe that you must put a good foot forward for other people. No, no you're doing for it you. for yourself. For to you. ensure your brand is yes. powerful and by default, other people will see it. And that is how opportunities happen. That's how doors open. Yes. Because somebody's like, if you're that passionate mm-hmm. about serving in this water, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Can you imagine if you paid money to do it? Exactly. You know? yeah. It's little things like that, that people yes. don't realize. Yes. Um, you've had an amazing journey, mm-hmm. right? From failing school challenge grades <laughs> to <laughs> leading climate change mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. What's next for you? Next is to start this company. I'm starting a new company. It's going to be a global company. Um, uh, this one is it's going to be big. Even if it's not big, I don't care. It's going to be big. <laughs> it's, it's my next step. It's my next journey to start this company. Um, it has to be, for me, it has to be successful. It's going to fill a massive gap in the Caribbean, in the US, in Europe, I believe. But the product has to be solid. So my, the only thing I'm thinking about now is to ensure that the product itself is solid. And if it is solid, then I believe it's going to be huge. And right now, I'm taking all the risk. Um, you know, I'm told, why are you spending money on this when you have your daughter's school fee to pay? That's <laughs> 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 so what it is. I mean, school fee will pay this. <laughs> Yeah. I need to do this. I need to do this. This has to work because there's a need. There's an absolute need for it. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed it and you want to dive into a similar What Next episode, check out the links in the podcast description or head to the whatnextpodcast.com. And remember, make it your mission to make somebody else's day better. <laughs>